The British writer Charles Dickens once commented that we are somewhat backward here in America. Instead of having just one Thanksgiving day each year, he suggested we should have 364. He went on to say, Use that one day just for complaining and griping. Use the other 364 days to thank God each day for the many blessings he has showered upon you. Indeed, gratitude is often called the mother of all virtues. The scriptures are full of instruction to bless the Lord, to rejoice always, to praise the Lord because his love endures forever. Sometimes that's harder, though, than one would think. We often find it easier to say, Good Lord, it's morning, rather than, Good morning, Lord. Fortunately, the Bible is also full of laments, complaints, and expressions of despair. And as we previously said in a prior ears to hear, saying thanks is more than just good etiquette. It's a command and a necessary good, maybe especially when there is unexpected bad taking place in our lives. Our struggles and pain are intertwined with thanksgiving and praise and are really two sides of the same coin. Fellow staffer Miriam Moeller recently reminded me that thanksgiving is the goal of a lament and praise. Without sorrowful complaints, praise atrophies. Why? Because God wants us to talk to him, to stay close to him in good times and bad, through tough times and happy on mountaintops and in valleys. If praise was the only way we could relate to God, we'd be at a loss for most of our lives. How do we find purpose in our laments and not abandon praise? Well, lament without thanksgiving is a spiraling downward slide. And thanksgiving without lament is often a cheap sentiment that doesn't sustain for the long haul. No one wants to lose heart. Everyone wants daily inner renewal. Paul's New Testament version of a lament is found in this passage in Corinthians. Paul says, we do not lose heart. We are always being renewed. And the real insight is not, how can I be renewed every day without losing heart? But rather, how is it that I can prepare for suffering without losing heart? Life is not static. It's up and down and so daily. Yet Paul reminds us that the secret to hope and strength and joy daily is found in recounting to God our discouragement and pain, remembering his character, resolving to trust and rejoice in his provision. This text is an invitation to look at all the reasons you don't have to lose heart. Let's look at it for a moment in 2 Corinthians 4. It reads, We don't lose heart. Because God's power is showing up in our weakness, verse 7. We keep going because God sustains us, verses 8 and 9. We don't give up because Jesus' life is glorified in our dying bodies, verses 10 and 11. We keep trying because God is being glorified and others are receiving hope and strength, verse 12. We persist so others receive grace, verse 15. We maintain hope because everything is going to end well, verse 14. We don't lose heart because this is temporary, verse 17. We don't give up because this is light, verse 18. We don't throw in the towel and are being renewed day by day, 
We don't surrender because it all produces a weight of glory way beyond comparison. Verse 18. Would you pray with me? Father, because of your mercies and faithfulness, which are new every morning, we're able to be grateful through both the days and nights of our lives. We do not give thanks for all things, but because of your Holy Spirit, we're able to give thanks in everything. Because of that, we ask you to give us strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. May it be so.